0: welcome to our episode covering she hulk episode nine let me tell you right off the bat we have a very very exciting episode for you guys so excited to dive into this one because man was it a very special episode of marvel tv this week katie why don't you kick it off with your thoughts because i don't even know where to begin
1: Honestly, I don't really either. I guess it's weird because I loved it. Yet there was a part of me that felt like I didn't get closure because of the way it went about, you know, the ending, which I know we'll get into. So as far as like an ending to the show, I'm kind of in denial. Like I'm kind of thinking, no, like I'll have another episode, even though there isn't like that was the end. I don't feel like I actually got an ending. But at the same time, this is the first time ever where we sat here. And I remember saying last episode, like, I always worry that we're not going to get, like, an ending and everything's going to be tied up. And then, like, this is the first time we didn't really get an ending. <laughs> and so, I I don't know. It's weird. Like, I don't feel there was an ending, yet I feel like so much happened at the same time.
0: Yeah, I am, like very conflicted about it so for your listeners just a little bit of context i literally finished the episode 15 minutes ago so when i say this is a fresh take i mean this is literally like i've had 15 minutes to ruminate set up our podcast set up and then here we are so i truly have not even begun processing what this episode was but i have to say like i thought in terms of uniqueness it was through the roof i enjoyed that like There was so much meta stuff going on. I thought that was super fun. But I did feel, to your point, Kate, like a little unfulfilled about the ending because I thought she was going to kind of just go back to the exact moment she left and not necessarily like skip right to the end. But then I kept getting worried because as she was talking to Kevin, which I'm so excited to dive into, but as she was talking to Kevin, I was like, we've only got like 10 minutes left. Like, how are they going to wrap this up? And so I was getting like kind of nervous, and then they did what they did, and I still don't know how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you, I watched it probably about two hours ago. And so I've had a little more time to process it. And I still, like, I've had time to jump onto Twitter to see other people's reactions, do a little bit of background on some things, whatever. Had time to do stuff. And honestly, I still don't quite feel like I know how I feel about it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there were things I I absolutely loved about it. It's just as far as a conclusion, I think you kind of brought up the main thing I have an issue with, which was, you know, she came back into the show and it was like, ha ha, guy's getting arrested. Emil is going back to jail because he, you know, broke his parole. Daredevil appeared because that's what she wanted. Bruce is gone because she didn't want him there. Titania randomly is still there. Like, there was a lot. There was a lot going on, but yet nothing at the same time. I felt like I walked away from a show and was like, tell me when the commercials are over and, like, the show's back on. And then, you know, whoever, usually Taylor didn't tell me when the show came (laughs) back on and I missed like 10 minutes of the show and I'm like what just happened I don't know what's going on guilty as charged (laughs) but that's what it felt like
0: yeah that that part got me but I don't even know if it makes sense to go through the episode like chronologically I guess or maybe like I feel like this episode we have to structure like before and after. So let's talk about the before because I don't personally have as much to say about that. I think it was chugging along. I I will say Pug just, I mean, that's all I've got to say. I freaking love that guy so much. Also, just the fact that he was having such trouble relating to the guys and like he literally could not physically bring himself to be a jerk. I was like, you're the purest human being, and I love you, and I will protect you. So I loved that.
1: Yeah, and you know, my bigger thing from the very beginning, and this, you know, I've talked about my random, like, meta relationship with the Hulk franchise (laughs) that has, like, always been on the DL for me, but I've always had, like, a fascination with. And I remember when I was younger, my dad would always put on I mean, he still does this, but always put on random channels on the TV because he's our family room is the only one that still has cable TV. The rest of them, we only have streaming, but we have cable for him. And he puts on like the most random things. And I remember he used to put on the OG Hulk show. So as soon as that reel started at the beginning... I was like, and I'm sick, so if I sound a little off, guys, sorry about that, but as somebody who's been like sick in bed for three days, I literally was like, oh my god, <laughs> I think that was the most excitement I've seen in three days. And I think I haven't moved faster in three <laughs> days than I did when I saw that come on. Because I was like, they are not doing the old OG, OG Hulk TV show introduction to this. Yeah,
0: I have not seen, I don't think a full episode of it. So I didn't recognize it from the intro. But obviously, I've seen stills from it and stuff. So I knew kind of the what the homage they were paying. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And I know even in some of the promos, like, You could see, I don't know if it was, I think it was just Stills, but that shot of her and Bruce, Mm -hmm. where they're very much in the 70s, like, costumes and all that, like, that had come out beforehand, and I really didn't really think about it. Like, I knew they were paying homage to it, but I didn't think about the fact that we hadn't seen it yet. Me neither. So it's very interesting that, or I was very interested then that, like, they brought it in. I was like, oh, okay, that's where that fits in. Like, then it jogged my memory that, like, that was part of, like, what we had seen, you know, ahead of time. So definitely thought that was very cool. I was super confused because I was like, I felt like this episode was a little bit all over the place because it had that element. Then it had like the actual storyline of the before times. Then she had the most epic fourth wall break ever that I want to analyze to the nth degree. You're going to think I'm crazy. And then the after times like there, there was just like a lot to wrap your head around. I don't really understand the purpose of doing the OG Hulk homage the way they did like, I'm all for a good, like, callback to the past and, like, you know, the past of Marvel and all that stuff. Like, obviously, we love No Way Home, so that's not an issue. But that served a purpose, right? Like, there was a reason Toby and Andrew were brought back. I guess I just don't really understand, like, what the purpose was of stylizing it that way because it never actually paid off in any way in the actual plot of the show. So, yeah, it was cool to see, but, like, it didn't really have a purpose.
1: So my thought process, and now everybody can like boo me off the air if they wish, (laughs) because you know how I feel about all sorts of like multiversal crossovers and things, but my thought process is, and obviously this ties into something we see at the very end of the episode then, is that we thought this could be moving towards a Planet Hulk or a World War Hulk, and I would not be surprised if by moving in that direction we see some old faces that old i'm not sure just because that's like that show was quite a while back well and just to get really meta for a second
0: that actor has actually come out against the current depiction of the hulk in the mcu and has actually been kind of critical i mean fair i mean yes but like just from like uh are they really gonna like one is the studio gonna work with someone who's been so outspoken against them and two is he even gonna be interested in potentially being involved with this when he does not agree with how they've taken the character
1: well, I'm not so much saying him, but for the sake of kind of hinting at there being multiple Hulks making an appearance, because that was the OG Hulk, right. was that TV show. Then we did have a movie in like the 90s, I believe. Are you talking about the Eric Bana version? Because that was 2003 or 2001. Mm, okay, then yeah. Sorry, I couldn't remember if it was like the late 90s, or early 2000s. Yes, that's who I'm talking about. Then obviously we had the version 2008. Um, who technically is our Mark Ruffalo, but I would not be surprised if we pulled the same thing we did with Spider-Man. And I say men for a reason. I didn't mess up my grammar. (laughs) And then obviously having Mark, and then, you know, we have She-Hulk, what this ending gave us as another Hulk, the possibility of Red Hulk. Like, I feel like we're heading down such a big Hulk area that I kind of read into this more as they're they're paying homage, but in the way of, like, get ready, because... We're pulling you full circle.
0: Okay, I like it. I didn't think about that, but I I like that a lot, actually.
1: Yeah, so that's where I took that. But moving along, you know, I'm not going to lie, if this would have stayed on the path it was going, with Todd being the leader of the intelligentsia, which granted... That is what we got. That was a total L for me. Yeah. And I thought that was something Marvel fumbled a little bit with. I'm not going to lie. I thought they fumbled the bag on that one. That had a lot of potential. And I'm not just saying for us to be right, even though for once I think we had a pretty, like, make sense kind of theory. But um, it just felt like there was much bigger opportunity than what they were doing.
0: No, I could not agree more. I definitely thought he was the safe choice. Like when it came out that he was Hulk King, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because even last week I was like, oh, who did she snub on a date? And like in the back of my head, I was thinking about him, but I immediately crossed him out and didn't even bother saying him out loud because I was like, why would they make him the big bad of the show? Like it's clearly got to be the leader. It's got to be setting something up. Like we were really going gung-ho and like, and I don't think this is untrue. I think it's just true for different reasons. But we were really saying, like, She-Hulk is going to set up so much. We're going to look back at this and be like, oh, my gosh, look at all the things it did. And I, like I said, I still think that's true, but not for the leader. And I really thought that was going to be it. And to your point, like, it's not because they want us to be right all the time, because there's almost a loss of fun in that, too, when you've, like, predicted exactly what's going to happen. But, like just from an opportunity standpoint like you're right it was a missed opportunity to lead into a really anticipated movie and bring him back not just randomly after 15 years but start to really sow the seeds so that it's not such a jarring re-entry into the MCU after almost 15 years
1: yeah and i mean not even if it hadn't been the leader i i still would have kept my money on someone like kingpin yeah and i would have felt better about that even if we never physically saw kingpin but we just sort of got a reference to him, I would have been like, okay, that's fine with me. But, you know, it being Todd, I just was like, that's an L, man. Like, that was... And granted, okay, we take our little field trip, which we'll get to in a moment, because there wasn't a lot on the before sequence that I feel like I need to talk about. I agree. But, you know, even with the field trip, at the end of the day, we come back and Todd was still the one behind it all. Yeah. And saying he was behind Intelligentsia really upset me, because I thought that was another L, that you were setting up, I mean... Ulysses claw was a part of intelligentsia yeah so I have a hard time buying that this puny little man boy is the one who is behind all of this like I just I don't know it doesn't sit right to me and then when you have someone like the leader who's a part of intelligentsia and everything else it felt like breadcrumbs were leading to a castle and instead we ended up at a porta potty
0: (laughs) that's such a good metaphor yeah no to your point I think
1: Here's another metaphor for you, and
0: because the Phillies are doing well in the postseason, I'm going to go baseball. You know, I think we thought that the Intelligentsia would be playing in the majors, and they played in the minors today, and that was annoying. Yeah. Nothing against the minors. We love the minors, too, but, like, you know, when you're expecting the big club and you get the small guys, it's, like, not as exciting, you know? Oh, for sure. And so that that was disappointing. I think it was almost too easy, too simple To It kept the show, and this is going to sound really bad, but it kept the show too within itself, too self-contained when it had the opportunity to, like, not that it wasn't already connected, but it had the opportunity to be a really important stepping stone, and they really missed it, and that is frustrating to me, I'm not going to lie, I kept thinking, like, there's no freaking way. Like, I wasn't surprised he was a member, but for him to be Hulk King, I immediately was like, there's no way this guy's smart enough to set up a Josh, to go after her blood. Like, really? Like, what is this guy? Like, I understand they explained what he wanted with her blood, but that's stupid. A guy like the leader has a real use for a Hulk blood that has much broader implications than some guy who is just insecure like that's so it's so aggravating to me
1: (laughs) no i i totally agreed and honestly like after what last episode ended up with i and not just like her you know having her hulking out moment but i mean genuinely what intelligentsia did i expected more yeah and these One were the people we got. I mean, if you're really looking at these dudes, like, come on. There was maybe a combined, like, level of five brain cells in that room. There's no (laughs) way.
0: No offense to the extras actors. They were,
1: they were, I'm sure they're lovely people. No. They played their parts well, is my point. Yeah. And then you have Todd, of all people, and I'm, like, sitting here and I'm like, listen. Once again, members, yeah, everybody's got to do their, like, ground-level stuff, but you can't tell me these are some of the people who are running this site, who are behind the mastermind plan of what happened last episode. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not buying this. So then, when he, like, takes the blood i was like oh my god we're not going here and then he was like if you guys have ever seen despicable me i think it's the second one <laughs> when they turn all the minions purple the that was one. the vibe yes but yeah <laughs> and the the guy the evil guy who who's the the spanish man who i can't think of his name I think it's like El Macho. I'm blanking on it. Is it El Macho? I want to say it is. We've seen those movies way too many times. Yeah, I I know. And I'm so mad I'm blanking on it. <laughs> but he at one point, you know, injects himself with the purple serum he was giving the minions. And he also turns into this like weird looking purple. Like That is the vibe that Todd turned into. Like not a full Hulk, just like some weird hybrid thing. So I was like, this is getting weird. And then Titania comes crashing in out of nowhere. I was like, what? And then that plot just, like, didn't go away when she came back from her little field trip, which was still weird to me. And then here comes Hulk, Bruce, out of nowhere. And I'm like, listen, normally an Abomination Hulk, like, rematch, which is what I wanted from the get-go, would have given me, like, stars. But I was like, this is so random and out of place. This doesn't feel right what is happening? Thank God, pretty much Jenna's like, nah, this sucks. We're undoing this. Yeah, it was like they threw the kitchen sink
0: at it. And I was like, what? And then there was a part of me that was like, kind of excited. So I was like, oh, look at all these like dangling plot threads that are gonna wrap up. Like, you know how I've complained many a time about a dangling plot thread left in a show. Yeah, So uh, there was a part of me that was like, if they do this the right way, if they play their cards, right, they can actually like, be you know good about this when titania came through i'm not gonna lie i was a little optimistic i was like maybe she's not actually like a bad guy like maybe she's a counter you know insurgent against the intelligentsia like i was like going off i had hope i will say it was starting to get a little busy but i had some hope and then you know we went on the field trip and i think net net it all worked out but and i definitely want to spend some time on the field trip but before we do There's one thing I do want to say about the before times that I want to point out. So last episode, obviously, we talked extensively about the sex tape and all of that and the ramifications. I just want to talk about what we saw in the first five minutes of this episode, five to seven minutes, maybe. Jennifer's in jail. She's lost her job. She's lost her apartment. I literally was just flabbergasted and honestly, like, angry about how this had blown back on her, her invasion of privacy, an attack on her, and she literally had to move back home with her parents. And so it was tough to, like, watch that happen to her and have her entire life explode. And then when she brought that back up when she was talking to Kevin, I was like, yeah, like, you literally lost everything.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree. And I I thought there was, I don't know the best word to put to this, So I don't. I actually don't know a word at all. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I'm like thinking about it, but there was something to it that just made us feel. Because like there was a full circle moment. I mean, we started the show, and her being a Hulk is what got her fired in the first place. Mm -hmm. It is what literally caused her to lose her job at the beginning of the show, and then you know we see it happen again, obviously. Way different circumstances, but this, but actually, really not because at the end of the day, it was still her actions as a Hulk, which kind of goes back to what I was kind of trying to point out last episode that was going to be the repercussions, not the sex tape and not anything else, not even the records she had on her phone that were leaked. Like, genuinely, it came down to how she reacted to what her punishment actually was by society and by the court of public opinion. So I thought it was pretty interesting that I felt like we kind of went in this weird full circle moment.
0: Yeah, no, totally. So I definitely didn't want to, like, not chat about that because I thought that was, like, very poignant, I think, after, you know, everything that happened last episode.
1: Since we're kind of edging around it, let's just jump in. Obviously, we go on a little field trip with She-Hulk. I will say I wasn't fully surprised because I accidentally saw a spoiler today and it was just somebody who was, like... This gave me a heart attack. I thought my TV broke. I was like, no. That's sort of the premise of what I saw. And I normally watch G-Hulk earlier into the day. But like I said, I have been sick. So I just sort of was, you know, pummeling through the day as best as I could. So we really wasn't top priority. So I guess I'm used to not seeing as many spoilers as I I almost did today. But I saw that. And so I kind of was mentally prepared for something to happen. And so when it did, I was like, okay, we're chilling. Like, I know this is in the show. But the fact that she broke the fourth wall so, like, hard that she physically jumped to another thing on the Disney Plus, uh, like, outline. Which, mind you, there was a part of me that was like, jump into something funky like MOM. This would be so (laughs) cool. Like, for no reason. But if you have the capabilities of doing it, like, do it. I want to see it happen. But anyway... And she jumps into one of the assembled episodes and, like, is physically going into the writer's room telling them that they need to redo her ending. Like, I was like, what is happening?
0: Yeah, I am gonna, I'm gonna do my deep analysis first and then I want to talk about Kevin because I have a lot of thoughts about Kevin and the depiction because I thought it was literally amazing. But I've been toying with the idea, and granted, this is only an idea I've had for the last 40 minutes since I finished the episode, but... I guess I'm trying to figure out, is it possible she just jumped universes because she joined ours? But then, when you were mentioning the other shows, I was like, that would mean each show is in its own universe, unless they're all, like, you're time-traveling within your universe if you're in the shows, like, endgame,
1: right? But haven't- hasn't there been some sort of, like, I could be wrong- but in Phase Four, I feel like there was some sort of confirmation that we were technically like canon in the MCU. Yeah, was well, there was something right? Yeah, I don't it on it, but I swear there was something that was like that, pretty much proved that everybody was like, so technically, like we're all canon. Wasn't it that she's? breaks the fourth wall she acknowledges our existence i feel like it happened before her though i don't know i'm not sure either regardless i do feel like that happened and that we were already made canon in this well i guess what i'm trying to figure out is like yes canonization sure but we're not
0: 616 like i don't see iron man outside my window right i wish i did but i guess what i'm wondering is like let's give us a number 505 because that's easy to remember right Say we're 505, did she literally jump universes within the Disney Plus platform to go from 616 to 505, and that if she had stayed in any of the shows, she would have just time traveled within 616, but because she jumped to Assembled, which is behind the scenes of 616, she jumped to, in this case, 505. And that's, again, just a made-up number. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. I I really am. I didn't put this deep of a thought into this when I watched it. I did think about it, obviously, but I mean, I guess to be real, technically, that wouldn't have been our universe either, because Kevin was a robot. Oh, true. Versus in our universe, Kevin is obviously not a robot. So we were watching a universe jump to another universe that's not our universe. Is what well, if we're going to look at it as far as universes? I would look at it like that, and that technically, while there are people in our universe also writing She-Hulk... The universe in which she jumped to to talk to the writers was not our universe. You're right, because
0: otherwise we would have seen Kevin in all of his glory.
1: Yeah, which I thought we were going to get for a hot sec. I was was so excited. Oh my god, is Kevin Feige actually going to like step up into a Marvel project like this? I was so excited. I also was
0: dying when they were all like, Kevin Kevin yeah then they were like you can't go see Kevin I would die for Kevin and I literally was sitting there and I was like I feel so called out right now because how many times have I said that on this show or something of the like where I've equated Kevin Feige to some sort of deity and I'm like. I am these people. Like, they may not be in my universe, but I am their equivalent here. I may not be in the writer's room, but I love Kevin just as much, except he's flesh and blood here. So there's that.
1: Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, obviously we see her go on this path, but before we get into the path to Kevin, can we talk about the confirmation we got about season two coming? Yeah. Like, straight up got confirmation we were getting a season two. I was like, this was better than how Loki did that for us because we literally just got season two of Loki (laughs) versus like we got confirmation. They were like, okay, so in season two, we'll do this so that this is this and whatever. And I was like, nice. But anyway, so here she is. She goes on a little path to Kevin. Did that hallway scene remind anybody else of a certain somebody? Because I was, like, quaking.
0: Oh, I think you're gonna think someone different than I thought. I was thinking Natasha Iron Man 2.
1: Yeah, who did you think I was thinking?
0: Oh, I thought because, well, Bucky, well, okay, here's what I was thinking. Because the grainy film reminded me of, like, Bucky killing the Starks. She's giving me this really angry, blank look. No, I thought of... Why would
1: I not think of Nat? Come on, that's my girl.
0: Okay, well, I just... Because you're always thinking about Bucky, and you find a way to bring him into, like, every episode. And now I did it for you, so you're welcome.
1: Yeah, exactly. I didn't even have to do it this time. Yeah, no, I immediately was like, that is Natasha's hallway. Yeah. Don't even tell me otherwise. This entire fight scene, Natasha. Totally. It was such such a great callback. Oh, I adored it. And so then, obviously, you know, in her past, she finds Kevin. Kevin is a robot in this universe though he has some strange resemblance <laughs> to kevin feige with like <laughs> a hat built on to him and everything
0: so i have to adore that the fact that they trolled us so hard by making kevin this all-knowing all-powerful ai because again how many times have i said our great one and only all-knowing kevin feige or something of the like and then for them to like literally go ahead and make him this like all-knowing AI I was like if Kevin was gonna be anything personified by anything it was gonna be this AI like it was so meta and perfect that I was like you know what hats off to Marvel because like that was too good
1: yeah no and I agree and but I thought what was best was her interaction with him yeah because not even for the sake of this show although I will say I appreciated her sitting there like dude, what is your mindset with this? Because this is not going to work. Like, this is such a sucky ending. So I appreciated that. But even her just like, She's asking the questions we all want to know. I mean, at one point she asks about the X-Men. She's like, what are we going to see those? And I'm like, valid. Like, aren't we all asking that? Can we talk about the daddy issues conversation? Because how many times have
0: we had that conversation too?
1: Yeah, I clocked that very quickly. Don't worry. I have that literally written in, not the daddy issues reference, crying. I was dying. I was, oh my gosh. Well, I like didn't know what to
0: expect when the doors open and it was every, like every move playing first of all I was like my eyes have never seen anything more beautiful and then I was like wow Kevin really goes hard because I was still expecting human Kevin and I was like wow like Kevin spends a lot of time watching these movies like he should he gets paid for it but like wow that's like intense right like we love Marvel but Kevin really loves Marvel and then I was like what's that thing and it was like robot Kevin and I was like Part of me was sad because I wanted to, like, see Kevin on screen. I know he'll, like, never do it, but, like, I wanted to see it. And then another part of me, again, was, like, this is just the smartest thing I've ever seen. Like, this show is so smart.
1: Well, and it made sense. Like, I had my thoughts that it wouldn't be Kevin when I, like, if you had the captions on, Kevin was K.E.V.I.N. So that got spoiled for you. Yeah, I sort of was, like, there's no way they're talking about Kevin, Kevin. Because I was like, it'd be cool. And my thought was still like, maybe. But I was like, why are they calling him Kevin like it's an abbreviation? So I was like, ooh, never mind. I think we're going to get something different. And obviously we did. But I love this entire interaction. I like that she pretty much like redoes her entirety of the ending of the show. That worked for me. But then you kind of brought up earlier this whole... We only had like 10 minutes left. How is it going to get wrapped up? And then, you know, She-Hulk jumps back into her show and... It was done for us off screen. Yeah, like pretty much like I said earlier, somebody forgot to tell you that the commercial was over and you missed 20 minutes of the show. So while I loved our little field trip, it did make me feel like the show didn't really get a proper conclusion. And I just was like, I know we talked about it. Titania, I felt like, was wasted this entire show. Totally. Totally this conclusion only confirmed that for me i thought you know and her even still being there felt really weird and out of place todd whatever arrested my guests. still annoying they solved the problem of bruce but we'll get to that in a second in a different way And then obviously, Abomination has to go back to jail, but we'll also solve that problem in a different way. And thankfully, they bring back Daredevil. One of her few requests was to bring Matt back, who was ready to go down for his girl, too. He was ready to throw hands. He was. And she was like, nah, it's over. It's over. You're good.
0: Well, I know. And that was so funny because in that sense, Matt was almost like the audience. Matt was like, where's the fight? I'm ready. Let's go, Jennifer. And then she was like, oh, no, no, no. You thought you were coming into a fight? No, it's done. Yeah. And like at the moment I was like, yeah, wasn't expecting that. Like I'm basically in Matt's shoes, like was ready for the fight. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. Like when she was talking to Kevin, I was like, okay, but if you remove these players, like you're removing the Hulk, you're removing Hulk, Josh, you're, you know, I was like doing the mental calculations. I was like, well, what is the battle then? You know what I mean? Like, Which is if you're fair. doing all these changes, like, how does that actually logistically work out? So I understand why they almost had to, like, skip it. But at the same time, I was like, you're writers, write around it. Like, you know, figure it out,
1: you know? Because like, there still should have been a conclusion that we saw. Yeah. In my opinion. Oh, I totally agree. And so I think that was the biggest problem, was I just didn't feel like I I saw the conclusion. So, like, that wraps up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You know, I guess that's the end. And so then we're at a family picnic, which I adored seeing Matt and her at their little family picnic. And they're like drilling him. And I'm uh, loving that. I honestly almost thought he was going to invite her to New York as to be part of his practice. I was like this close to assuming that. Well, yeah, because he was, well, because they kept talking about how she didn't have a job
0: all episode. And I was like, well, you, and, and the thing was too, like now that I'm thinking about it, and I think it was in the back of my head, but now I'm like really like analyzing it. This show did a really good job of making sure that other than her friends, she had no ties to Los Angeles, no job, no apartment other than her family and friends. That's it. That's all. And so I was like, why are you still here? Matthew, who knows you, loves you, knows all of your good and bad, like not that either Jen or She-Hulk is bad, but like literally knows you so well on both sides, like and understands you in a way that most people can't. He's in New York and you no longer have any massive ties to LA that cannot be taken care of by a flight home every once in a while to see your friends and family. Like, Ugh, I felt like that was another, like, now that I'm really thinking about it, I'm getting more angry because I'm like, that was a missed opportunity.
1: No, fair. Because I also thought that was where that was going to go. I was like, you're setting this up, especially because, okay, the one night stand kind of idea. I could have been like, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to miss it. But I'm okay. I can let it go. Yeah. I got it for a night. But like, to bring him back, to have him meet the family... And he's staying in L.A. for the whole week and everything else. I'm like, I feel like you're setting up something for me. That's more serious. Yeah. And if you just, like, ignore this moving forward, which I know there's been rumors about her being in Daredevil Born Again, if she's not now, we're going to have a problem. Oh, I'm going to be so angry. Yeah. I mean, you've set something up. And it's, it's one of those things, too, that I hope is not just written off sort of, like, Tony and Pepper's breakup was at one point. Or Thor and Jane. Or Which, yes, yes, we explored later, but like, oh my god. Exactly. Just like randomly written off and we just like don't really talk about it. Yeah. And so I just was like, okay, like I hope that's not what happens here because you like made me care about this relationship and I was devoted to it and so I'm going to be annoyed if we don't see her make an appearance in Daredevil.
0: Yeah. But to that point, I almost feel like that's why they didn't move her to New York because then she would have to be in the show every episode, whereas, like, I just think because there's so many eyes on that show and bringing that character back because of everything that's happened in the past, I just think that they're going to really focus on the character and how whatever route they decide to go with it, it's going to be about Matt, and I think... As much as I love this relationship, bringing her in for that show and making her a regular would have muddied the waters where I think they need to establish Matt Murdock in the MCU and figure out how that's going to be done before they can bring in another character full-time like that. Do I hope that happens down the road? Absolutely. I just think if, say, Daredevil Born Again had come before, absolutely. Or even if we had confirmation that the three seasons of Daredevil that currently exist— are MCU Matt and it's a continuity even then I'd be like fine that's totally great because we have a foundation but as of yet we don't know exactly how Matt's going to be in the MCU so like I understand why they couldn't bring her in because they need to establish him first
1: no and that's fair I'm not saying for her to be a a reoccurring character I mean kind of like how he was in this show you know one and I'll give it one and a half episodes because he really wasn't a full-timer in episode nine But I also think part of the reason they didn't take her to New York was, quite frankly, there's a lot of New York heroes. We don't have a lot of LA heroes. I mean, I guess you could argue shang she's over there, not in LA, but at least like over on the West Coast. Ant-Man, I'm not super sure if he still is. Yeah, he's
0: in San Francisco. But is he still? I think so, because I would assume he's still with his
1: daughter, and I don't think they relocated. Well, I, who knows? And I because I haven't gotten confirmation, I can't run with that. But either way, that's maybe like, and then obviously Hope, I think there's like three heroes. So I think that's to keep some heroes on the other side, too, and scatter them about. But anyway, so we're at this cute little family picnic, and then Bruce shows up, which is like totally fine with me, makes sense, And then he's just like, hey, y'all, got a son. And no one reacted, which also felt weird.
0: I have so many things to say about that. First, I was mad because they brought him back. And I was like, I thought we were setting up World War Hulk. You need to be in space for that, buddy. Like, that's what we... And again, it's not because I want us to be right. It's because I feel like, okay, they're... And they're just going in a different direction, you know, than I was expecting. Like, it's going to be more of a Hulk family and building that out, I think, before we get into a World War Hulk or I always forget what the other one is called. Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. There we go. I still think both of those, you kind of, correct me if I'm wrong on World War Hulk, but I know Planet Hulk, you have to be in space. So I think I thought we were going to do that out there. And I was almost a little disappointed we were doing it here. So, but that was prior to his son walking in. So I was a little bummed. I was like, oh, man. And then he was like, I was on Sakaar. And I was like, interesting, because other than the Grandmaster, nobody else is. Valkyrie's gone. Obviously, Thor's gone. Loki's dead. Like, there's a whole lot of nobody over there except for the Grandmaster. And we don't even know what it looks like now post-Endgame and post-The Blip. But then his son walks in, and I was like, oh, man. Like, this is real now.
1: Yeah, I just had a few problems. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hit
0: me. You're the Hulk, you know the Hulk way way better than I do.
1: Well, no, one of them being his son age-wise is too old to pan out for Ragnarok. Yeah. Keep in mind, Ragnarok was about 2017, 2018. So even with the time jump, we, like, this was a full-grown teenager.
0: Counterpoint, time moves differently on Sakaar, remember? Because Loki had been there for months when Thor got there right out of the Bifrost.
1: That's fair. Okay, I forgot about that and I'm glad to have been corrected. <laughs> Regardless, I still felt weird. For the background on this, I don't want to give the whole background. It's a long it's a long summary and make it make sense. But essentially at one point, the Hulk kind of does a revolution, <laughs> which is funny when you think about what Korg wanted. <laughs> um and, and He pretty much, like, kind of takes over Sakar and in the meantime, I believe it's his ship, if I remember, that he used to originally get there, blew up. He had fallen in love with a woman whose name, don't even ask me to try to pronounce. I have looked at it way too many times, and I couldn't tell you how. And, you know, everybody pretty much dies in the explosion. Yet somehow, at the time, she had two children with the Hulk, by the way. And they were technically unborn, and this gets muddy for me, but <laughs> essentially, somehow they the babies had lived. Hulk had left Sakar at some point, and his two, I believe they were two sons, kind of grew up without a father in a desolate area. Not cool. One of them being the sons that appeared at the end of She-Hulk, with the other one, TBD, I guess. <laughs> we haven't really heard anything about him. Although, supposedly, the son who who did a, come at the end of She-Hulk is came to Earth initially to like kill his father, to be fair, terrible dad. And at the time, you know, Bruce was like in Bruce form, so he couldn't kill him. So that created like a love-hate relationship because they had to like kind of be father son at the time. Regardless, obviously, this is straying from that because, you know, Bruce went and got him, seemed like he didn't know about him. I guess now we have to live with the fact that The Hulk had a child, (laughs) which I didn't need to think about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so here's my thing with that. I'm trying to find a classy way to say this. I feel like he has to be with another Hulk for two reasons. One, I mean, he's Hulk-sized. And two, I don't understand biologically how, or I should say genetically, how strong it would be to have that gene. So, for example, like, if he were to have a child with a regular human woman, would the Hulk gene be the dominant gene? Can he control his Hulkness, the son? Like, I have so many questions. And then we got, you know, so much of that from Jennifer. So, does he have genes more like Jennifer's or more like Bruce's? Like, I have a lot of questions. And I know, obviously, the show was never going to answer them because clearly we're going to see father and son again. But... I was just like, logistically, I have some questions.
1: I agree. And I also didn't really love the reveal. It
0: felt awkward. felt weird. But I think that's like the Banner-Walters family, like in a
1: nutshell. No, and I, could, I agree on that front. I just felt like it felt strange. Just like the way Marvel went about introducing this. And this is because, to be fair, you know, we've seen Hawkeye have a kid. Actually, it has three. And we've gotten that reveal in Age of Ultron, and then we continue to see the kids. You know, we saw them in Hawkeye, the show. We saw Tony have a kid. You know, Morgan saw that. We even saw Thor adopt a child at the end of Love and Thunder. None of that felt weird. I just feel like, and the first thought I had, I'm not going to lie, logging into this episode was, oh, it's only 34 minutes. They didn't make it longer for a finale. So I was like, shoot. And this was one of those moments where I'm like, I feel like I could have had a like, even a ni- an extra minute, just to have had, like, some sort of lead up or, you know, come down from this reveal where we just kind of get a, I have a son. And then, like, that's the end of the show. And I'm like, oh, okay. You brought up Angel Voltron. Didn't he say he was
0: unable to have children in that movie because that's what he and Natasha bonded over? I believe so.
1: I think they both said that they couldn't have children. Yeah. So, either he miscalculated, or... Unless, and I do like Age of Ultron, but I haven't seen it in a little while. But I gotta do some research, because I'm debating going as emo Wanda as Halloween. (laughs) But, I feel like he might have also been just saying he because of him being at that time you know depressed hulk so he was calling himself like a monster and stuff i think it might also just have been kind of counting children out because of the gene that he carries
0: yeah or the idea that like because i know it happens i feel like it happens in the edward norton version and i'll try to keep it pg but like it's related to heart rate too, right? So you his heart rate increases, yeah, he runs the risk of changing, so I think logistically that too
1: well, and that's why the woman he is with on Sakar, who like I said, I'm not even gonna try to battle that name, I'm pretty sure it's like an alien type of something like she's not human. she's from a different planet
0: that makes more sense to me because I just I cannot get the logistics in my head of a Hulk with a human woman and it being okay enough for the human woman to not only survive the encounter, but then to also carry the child. TBD on whether she's still alive, because he just up and took his son.
1: So, uh. well, if it does go to the comics, she died in the explosion.
0: Right, but- Like, if, say, there's not an explosion, I could totally see her,
1: like, dying in childbirth or something because there's a Hulk. To my understanding, and I can be corrected, I don't think she actually makes it to childbirth. It's a complicated thing. Definitely do some research on that storyline of how the Hulk's children come about. I will do the research and put it in the blog for y'all because I don't want to muddle a story and be incorrect. But from what I feel like I know... And this is pulling from a depth in my brain. She... (laughs) Which might be... I don't know. I could be, like, hallucinating at this point of the night. But I do think she might have died and somehow the sun's, like... uh, Whatever. Not the important thing. Anyway, though. Moving forward to the very last part of this episode. You know, we get an end credit scene of... (laughs) Our favorite two besties, (laughs) Wong Breaking Abomination. Well, that's
0: they're not our favorite two besties, because I think we've decided our favorite two besties are actually Wong and Madison. Fair.
1: But I think they could be a good trio, because here's Wong breaking his man abomination out of jail again. (laughs) Oh my
0: god. Okay, and here's the thing. So that obviously happened mid-credit, and I was watching all of the credits come up and I it was like and it showed Mark Ruffalo it showed Charlie Cox and then it was like and Benedict Wong and I was like I was like literally like did I black out like where was Wong in this episode and then it showed him in the cell and I was like I low-key got spoiled by the credits
1: yeah <laughs> telling
0: me that Wong was gonna be in the end credit scene
1: yeah no I did too I'm not gonna lie but the only thing I want to point out about this is obviously he breaks this man abomination out that's fine for me. I think that sets up his future a little bit more, makes more sense to me. But, and especially if he ends up being a part of the Thunderbolt, that makes sense that he's broken out of jail because he would have been on parole otherwise. That wouldn't have worked. But the only thing that bothers me is when we first you know, I think Saw Wong, we kind of felt like by the way he spoke and what we got from his language was that MOM had not happened yet. Because obviously Wanda like totals (laughs) comatage. And then I, you know, this end credit scene happened and I was like, wait a hot sec. At the end of MOM, they have fixed a lot of comatage and they're rebuilding. Yeah. And they're retraining. So I was like, I need to take that back because they might not have happened. Now, the, I will say him kind of randomly dropping the Book of Ashanti did feel weird because that book was destroyed in in MOM. That was a big thing, obviously, because it's the antithesis of the Darkhold. So that did feel weird, weird early on in the uh, show. But now that I was thinking about it, I was like, there's no way Abomination was sitting on Kamertage when Wanda came after it.
0: That was exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, wong. And then I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's going to Kamertage. There's no way he was there during the Wanda attack. So I guess it has to be, it, it's one of two options. Either he was there, he stayed for a hot minute, Valentina showed up, he's gone already, right? She's been assembling her Thunderbolt, so that's not out of the question. I think that's one option. Or it is after, after they've rebuilt, and now, you know, you're able to live in Comfortage pretty peacefully, and they have Wi-Fi. So I think those are the two options on the table there.
1: Yeah, I just, I think it bothers me because I thought we were getting kind of a little bit of confirmation on the timeline, and now I just feel like that's maybe a little bit more muddled. So that's my only thing, but I'm happy to put Abomination back on the table because I felt like we also weirdly went full circle with him, which was a little frustrating at first because I was like, so he's just back in jail. Like, that did nothing to further his storyline. So I guess we'll have to see where that ends up, you know? Yeah, totally. There's one
0: other thing, and it's it has nothing to do with the plot, but I just thought it was, like, so smart and it got me so hyped because I, I mean, obviously, we all know what's happening, but when... Jen was saying or when Kevin was saying to Jen sorry this is going back into the field trip moment but I forgot to talk about it when we were there and he was like oh you have to be Jennifer because you're expensive which by the way was like hilarious and then he was like but you have to do it off camera because the transition and he's like and the VFX team is working on the next project and they played the Wakanda like music the Wakandan music I was like oh my god I got like so excited It just reminded me that that is very close. And I just, I love it when it's like meta like that. It was so fun.
1: No, I agree. I also had that kind of as a thing on my notes, but I accidentally skipped over it. So I definitely picked up on that. I was like, look at that.
0: Yeah. Weirdly, I think that's everything, at least the big ones. I was like trying to make a mental list because it was just hitting left and right this episode, but I think we got all the ones I really, really wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I'm good over here. All right, well, that's a wrap, guys, on all of She-Hulk. So we're going to be taking a break from shows for a hot minute. I'll let Katie tell you guys what's coming up next, but we hope you've enjoyed our coverage. If you're looking forward to keeping up with us for any of the future content that's coming out for the rest of the year and into 2023, which weirdly is around the corner, you can subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. We are so appreciative to everyone who's left a rating or a review so far. If you haven't yet and you feel so inclined, we'd be really, really appreciative as well. You can also check out both our merch store and the blog in the show notes below. Like Katie mentioned, she does a lot of extra research for the blog, and there's going to be some good tidbits about the Hulk family in there this week, so definitely check that out when it goes live.
1: Make sure you guys are also following us on Twitter at Let's Talk MFT for all the blog and episodes, also any theories, memes, whatever else we happen to see, and you guys are also signing up for our newsletter, which you can do on the blog, or there's a link as well on our Twitter. As far as what's coming up next, Taylor said it, we have just finished the last show, of 2022 so that is it there will be no more marvel tv for the rest of this year with
0: the exception of the holiday special for guardians which i think is this year
1: yes but that i to my understanding is going to be very similar to werewolf by night so not really an ongoing sort of show it'll just kind of be like a once and done sort of vibe so i kind of almost ping that in more a little bit with the movies speaking of movies though we do still have black panther wakanda forever coming up very quickly so if you guys haven't gotten your tickets make sure you guys get those as soon as you can i know i need to heed my own advice and get my tickets but make sure you guys are getting those and you guys are also going to keep up with all the marvel content that is still coming this year because marvel just blew your mind so let's talk about it